In a world where geek is now chic, what was once deemed nerdy or geeky has become fashionable. What used to be odd and different is now part of mainstream culture. The way we consume our entertainment has changed with the advent of new and meaningful technology. Comic books are no longer stories just for kids. They've become all-age entertainment with mature subject matter, rivaling the depth of the very best novelists. They've become a driving force behind a large portion of American entertainment. Costuming has gone from being a small but loyal subculture to a highly visible art form thanks to science fiction and comic book conventions that celebrate cosplay and fandom. Thanks to Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, and many others, the movie landscape has changed forever. Through Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, and more, once genre shows are now mainstream rating giant. We are a podcast that looks at the comic book culture. We are a podcast that talks about the cosplay community. We are a podcast that can't help but dissect the movies and shows we watch. We are. We are. We are. The Galaxy Cast. Folks, welcome to this episode of the Galaxy Cast. It's episode 232. I have with me four people in the studio. It's so weird to hear four from him. I have with me Eric the Artist. Niku is secretly a psychopath. I have with me Austin the Numpty. Hi. Wow, that was just a blank space. <laughs> and I have Gary the Stud. I think that's me. And I am Bob Crispin, your pseudo-host, as it were. So we're going to start our podcast tonight by talking about some things that have come out. One that made me Fat Man Dance, which is oh, yeah. the announcement of Kit Harrington as Marvel's Black Knight. We're then going to talk about the trailer for the Joker. It's the final trailer, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about the trailer number two for Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. This one came out at D23. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk first about the one thing that I went frickin' bonkers about in my house. Uh, I think everybody in the immediate block knew the announcement when it happened because I ran around my house, the block, my shop out back, the pool, maybe a couple trees out back. I was like, oh my god, it's the announcement Black Knight, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. For everyone at home, yeah. he's not joking, but it was also the fact of the matter that my mother and I were at the house and you hear this scream and we go run into the room thinking he cut his finger off and he's fat man dancing they're making the black knight they're making I, I was, the black knight it's it like was, what the it was, it was bad I, I went freaking bonkers and my I, mother just looks bad. at him and goes Robert you what is suck. wrong with you she's like what is wrong with you and I gotta admit it's not just the fact that they announced that they're using the black knight which I'm excited about all in and of itself that's and, cool and for those people who don't know I am one of the few people probably on the whole east coast that cosplays as the Black Knight. Not for long. Probably not for long. <laughs> yeah, but did. I wanted. I do want to say this. I'm the first. <laughs> I, I will say, always be the first. He's one of the first. I'm, I, I was actually... I was so honored that the Super Alliance of Western New York 
like accepted my Black Knight costume, and I was so excited about that. And now I kind of feel like, okay, now I'm really vindicated because he's going to be in the MCU. And they're using the Dane Whitman comic. I know there's different people. They are, yeah. They're using the Dane Whitman version, which if they're sticking with the style of Dane Whitman, that's technically the one I based my my costume off of. So party wants to be like, Disney, hire me. I'll help you out. I, I got to figure it out. <laughs> well, uh, you know that they're going to go through. They're, they're going to... <laughs> Marvel MCU. Yeah, they're gonna the they're gonna stylize it. I they're, guarantee that, they will. The MCU yeah. every costume has yeah. that touch yeah. of feel to it, and they're yep. gonna do it to that too. But what I'm excited about, I wasn't just excited about the fact that Black Knight got cast. It was who they decided to cast as the Black Knight, and it's the fact that they picked Kit Harrington of all people. And I remember when they announced that Kit Harrington was playing a character in the Eternals. And everybody was, like, speculating all these, like... Right, Icarus. Icarus. Yeah, everybody thought he would be Icarus and all these other... Moon Knight was another one that was rumored that he might play the role of. And then when it came out that he's the Black Knight, I was kind of like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, I gotta admit, like, when they said it and then they said it's in the Eternals movie, I was kind of like, wait a minute, what's the connection between the Black Knight and Eternals? I had to go look that one up myself, and I'm actually a pretty stout guy when it comes about information about the Black Knight. And I totally forgot that he actually, the Black Knight, had a romance with, who is the girl on the Eternals? That... The one played by Angelina Jolie now? Yes. Why do I want to say, like, Isis? Yes, you're right. It was okay. Isis. Thank you. I was trying to, I was trying to remember. Thank you. Because I know they're, they're all the shooting cl- in the dark. All the classic <laughs> names of, yeah. of characters. Right. From she from she was one of the classic that, Eternals. Yeah. Apparently for a while, for a long while, Dane Whitman and, and Isis were an item. I, I did, did not know that, but it all happened. And here's where, like, it all happened in the Eternals comics, and I didn't collect the Eternals all that much. And now all of a sudden, I'm like, man, I gotta go find some Eternals comics because. But you know they're gonna go up in price now. Yeah. Just I'll have to bring out. I have the 12 issue limited series. Okay. Do you really? Oh yeah, oh. I gotta, I'll have to bring it out and see what see if I remember any of it. Good. Yeah, Good. because apparently because I wasn't a huge fan. Of the Eternals, but back in the 80s, I collected, for about six years, I collected everything. Right. So from that classic time period of, like, 84 to 90, mm-hmm. I have almost complete runs of everything. Could, yeah, you, could you scroll down, please? Sure. Yeah, yeah. sorry. My screen was getting stuck. Right, so. Stop right there. Yes. Get a history of Cersei. Cersei. Oh, ah. Okay, thank you. I wanted to say Cersei, and then I thought, no, wait, that's... And played by Gemma Chan. Right. I thought okay. that was, okay. So not Isis. Right, not ISIS. Sorry, I apologize. So Cersei. But still, just I didn't even know there was a connection there at all, ever. Uh, now, if if you do a Google image search of Marvel's Black Knight, you will get quite a different array of characters and costume design. For anyone who wants to go look at them, there's some interesting ones. There's a concern I have that they'll do the lightsaber one that you have concerns about. Well, I, what I find interesting, the, the hint that Feige has been giving since they've started this is... He is going to be an Avenger. Feige actually has said that on several different interviews, which means we're now talking about a new round of Avengers movies. So mm-hmm. that's not happening in Phase 4. That's pretty obvious. So the question now that a lot of Marvel's fans have is, is that Phase 5, Phase 6? Like, how far away is the next Avengers grouping? And who will it be? Because, I mean, when you start talking about Black Knight, that's not necessarily the typical new Avengers. You know, like, Black Knight was around when, like, She-Hulk was in the Avengers. Yep. I have a whole a collection of uh, Avengers with Black Knight in them. Yeah, I do, too. Wonder I... Man was, I think, part of the team yep. for a little while. Star Fox 
was on the yep. team for a little while Black at that Panther time. Black Panther was. Uh, Black Panther was. Cap came in and out at that time. Right, because um, Black Knight led them when Cap left for a long while, and then Cap came back I think and Doctor, led them again. I think Dr. Druid I think was you're right. with them at that time. Yep, Dr. Druid. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, there's a character uh, named Dr. Druid. Look him up. I know I have a hero clip of him. I just don't uh, know. I can't I remember who else. Strange. Was Tigra part of that group? Oh, I think so. It was right so. before she left to join the West Coast Avengers, the Hawkeye right. started. It was just before that split yeah. happened, yeah. the West Coast Avengers. And yeah. that and there's weird, some classic like, Byrne, uh, John Byrne comics that, I yeah. had that he was drawing, I think, at the time. And was this around? It was really good. I loved those comics just because of the coloring in it. Like, there was something about the coloring and the way they did that, and it was just really cool. I even feel like he was with them when the the Kree Skrull crossover happened yes. that summer, and they did yep. the. Because I remember they did that split cover mm-hmm. that was the Fantastic Four and the Avengers, and it was shown from a tear in the wall. And when you looked at the one cover, it was the view of the Fantastic Four head, and when you viewed it the other, it was the view of the Avengers, Avengers head. Yep. And they met up, and I think in he was middle. with the Avengers at the time. You're right, I he was. Think. He was, because they actually had that comic book. He, yeah. yeah, he absolutely was. This was. And then I'm pretty sure he was also involved with the Kang <clears throat> series. When, uh, when Kang the Conqueror first showed up. I'm pretty sure, which I'm kind of sitting here going, we're, we're talking about all these things that are being set up in, in Phase 4, between the Eternals and all these other intergalactic things we're talking about. Kang could be part of that, uh, that that Kree-Skrull conflict is already set up in Captain Marvel. So all these things are kind of clicking for me where I'm like, they, they could potentially be following that kind of series, which right. is cool. I mean, like, I don't know. It, it could be really cool. I don't know. I'm just hoping... They draw a lot from that wellspring of the really mid do. to late 80s. Yeah. Um, it was it was really peak comic time. It was. was that, I mean... Was that silver or gold? We talked uh, the fact that, what was it, 85 was the year both Watchmen and Dark Knight came out. The same right. Year. I mean, you're talking two of the seminal collections right. of stories ever, and they were, like, same year. It was a huge time period for comics. And uh, they also were drawing from the 90s a bit with, like, Civil War and all that. Because I remember that was, like, Mike Turner time and all. You know, that was before 2000. Then, of course, they're drawing some from the Ultimates. Now, I saw recently, in fact, just today, that someone said the Ultimate Avengers might appear in the MCU. And I'm wondering if that means you get a Captain America, you get a Thor, you get an Iron Man, but they can be played by different actors. Because right. of the snap, they come from a not-616 universe. Right, they go you, from a different... You yeah. get the Ultimates, and you can do it. But the problem was, the, the Captain America in the MCU looked a lot like the Ultimate Captain America, right. because he had the, the, when you first saw him, he had the helmet, he had yep. the, the, the look, you know. So it's like, but I could see where they could they could do that, and it'd be a way of keeping those characters, but recasting. Sure. Well, like I said, thanks to Ant-Man and, and the idea that we can play with time now and universes, this multiverse concept, it, it, it could you be a could, big deal. You could throw in a Lionelist from that because that could be... Well, I think eventually we're going to get him as a villain when too much is happening with multiverses. When when there's a lot of crossover and things meeting up, you're going to get an Annihilus showing up going, you've drawn my attention, and he'll be a big bad at some point. I or think before you get to Annihilus, Galactus has to be yeah. your first one, and then Annihilus, I think, has to come almost shortly thereafter. And might, might as well throw out the rumor that I recently heard about who's being cast as possible Galactus. Who's that? Liam Neeson. I, now, I I'm guaranteeing you they're doing that for the voice. I was going to say, just the voice. The voice you alone, his, if you've seen the movie, what is it? He plays a movie where he plays the monster. Okay. The, it's based on a book. And his voice is just so deep and so gravelly. And I'll, it'll be a Thanos performance. It'll be a motion yeah. capture, completely yeah. generated with 
using the voice. I can see that. I mean, it's, there's no guarantee. Rumors right now are flying like crazy. They but are. They that'd are be totally flying um, like crazy. Would you think they do that helmet like they do out of the comic? They better. It has, like, the it's, big it's classic. It's, it yeah. has to. There's well, certain characters they, I think you can't play. Like Black Knight, you've got 25 options for a costume. But then Galactus, I've, I've only ever seen Galactus drawn one way. I mean, I mean I've seen variations like stylized, on that look. Right, yeah. But, but nothing too out of the box. No, it always it. flows back to that look. Yeah, it's, and the helmet is iconic. His silhouette, the, yeah, is, the silhouette is, is very yeah. iconic. Okay. I didn't know they were going to go towards like maybe taking away the helmet and doing more of a just a huge creature. Because nowhere is supposed to be so. the that's head of one they, of the guys. They like, did that with... He was the cloud thing in the Fantastic Four movie where you briefly saw the silhouette yeah. at the very end. But in, in the Ultimate Universe, Galactus was a collective. It was right. a race. It was like all insects or something. Yeah. And it was, uh, they were like thousands of them that lived with a collective mind and they'd go through and devour planets. And it was that was their approach. And I'm like, I didn't like that. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't see Disney jumping into that, that concept either. I really don't. Okay. Gary, what do you think of this idea of Black Knight, the Eternals? I mean, does this make you want to go see the movie more? Me? No, yeah. Not, not really. Because <laughs> I know you weren't a huge <laughs> Eternals fan. Always honest. He really is. That's why I love Gary. I mean, I know you weren't a huge Eternals fan anyway, right? Like, you're not no. really into the Eternals. And, no. and So this really still wouldn't necessarily twist your mind about going into and watching that. No, just, just because Kit Harrington's playing him and Richard Bad's in it, who cares? Yeah, that's why I was kind of curious no, if that changed your mind at all. I don't have any interest in it right now. Right. Until I see something... I gotta admit. Speaking of seeing, I want to see costumes. And I well, no, see previews, br- bring so, up yeah. uh, Eternals concept art. Okay. Because they've shown some, and it's the Celestials. Apparently, the Celestials obviously they created the Eternals, yeah. just like they created the the Deviants. Um, right there is the first one. These are some concept arts of the Celestials, and Whoa. it's they're kind of cool. Now we saw the Celestials for the first time in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. We saw yeah, right. clear they, shots. They of them. showed some clear shots. These are them. a little more stylized, but I think they're they're pretty cool looking. Um, they're clearly you know epically huge and right. and uh, well, they're supposed to be. They're supposed yeah. to have that. But now, if you look up, go by date. They just showed a new one. This is a Whoa. new official Eternals concept art, and that is staring at a planet. Right. That's how big that Celestial is. So Why this is got four They eyes? are playing that one is actually from the comics if you look up the yeah. the art it's a it's a fair I think it's a newer one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um they I, seeing that makes me think that the scale of the celestials and for those who obviously uh, do a search everyone uh, for Eternals uh, concept poster or something you'll and do a it'll recent search up. day it'll yeah. show up. It's something that was shared from D23 and that gets me excited for the scale I think they're going to go for with right. this. I think it's going to be bigger than like Guardians of the Galaxy type universe hopping. This is going to be about the history of the universe in the Marvel Cinematic Universe leading up to these Eternals. Now, because I don't know much <laughs> about the Eternals, do they fight the Celestials or are they created <clears throat> by these? They're created by the Celestials and the Deviants were created by the Celestials. And the, okay. the Eternals and the Deviants are what fought more. Celestials are on a power scale that... Nobody can touch. Galactus fought them. Okay. Um, I, I, Galactus fought like, them like in, Watcher level in Earth stuff. X. And, of okay. course, the Beyonder fought them in Secret Wars 2. Of course. Things like that. They're the only characters that, that are on that power level. Other than that, the Eternal or the Celestials are just beyond all. Okay. They, they judge... They, they basically help planets... Big, they, they're kind of like the high evolutionary in a way. They okay. kind of start life, yep. and then they come back and they judge the planet and how it's doing and basically make a decision whether the planet should continue or not. Similar to, like, Ronin, who will accuse planets and then... 
Yeah, but Ronan's only an individual what, you know, with an army. This what, this is huge. Uh, what wasn't uh, Galactus like uh, a, a celestial himself? He wasn't. Or? No. So a tool by them then. That no, they didn't use him. No, I I, I thought they gave him the planet so that after they judged and stuff. He was like the destroyer of the... No, because the, it was revealed in fan, in uh, Thor that their judgment doesn't destroy the planet. Their judgment passes over, wipes clean technology, and resets them back to a primitive state okay. to try again. That oh, was the secret okay. they gave away in like Thor 300 or something like that, or somewhere uh, in there. Okay. Because the first time we ever saw the Celestials, they came to judge Earth, and they judged it worthy. After Correct. this whole like four issue series, yeah. and Thor fought them. Then Thor ran into them on a different planet in a later issue, went up in four hundred, and you got to actually see they they judged that planet not worthy, and you got to actually see what judgment looked like. It wasn't destruction; it was a resetting. So, um, but then Galactus comes along, and kind of ruins it for him, and destroys things. He can, he consumes. So Galactus, like I said, if, if you ever look up Earth X, he fought the Celestials. Okay, uh, it was pretty interesting. The one thing I do hope they do with this Eternals movie, I mean, beyond the fact that the Black Knight's in there, which I, I do have some concerns, I'll talk about those in a minute, I sure hope they take the time to explain the Celestials and the role they're playing. You know what I mean? Like, if we just jump into and there's the Celestials, boom. Well, I think you're going to get a... Like I hope a, there's some sort of backstory there, you know? I almost wonder if they'll do it almost 2001-ish, where your first, like, 15 minutes of the movie or so is going to be... The, the lead-in of the universe and the primordial oh, yeah, 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 and the okay. celestials and the creation and okay. everything, and it gets to the de- it gets to the uh, Eternals, and then pff, here we come with the modern storytelling. We've got all that backstory. Okay. I wonder if they'll almost take that kind of approach because this whole thing is going to be almost like a giant reset button from Phase Three. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, when you look at Eternals, it's really the first movie that's not going to have any sort of connection to anything else. Let's see, so, yeah, you know we what got, I mean? We've got. We've got Black Widow, Black which Widow still has the connection. Is next summer, right? And then was Eternals fo- immediately following that? Was that the I, next one? I'm pretty sure. Before it was the next. No, the next Guardians got pushed back. So yeah, it'd be the next. Next one would be Eternals. I, so I'm pretty sure. If what, it's not, it's Shang Chi. Oh, it might be. What, what, what I think, Bob, is that the Eternals is going to be a prequel to the whole thing. Yeah. Because you got the head from. Yeah, the one Eternal. Oh, as, nowhere. As, yeah, as, nowhere. As nowhere. And, uh, oh, yeah, so you might actually find out how Nowhere got created right. and all that. It might, the whole Eternal movie would be a great way to roll it in, right? like a thousand years before yeah. the Marvel Cinema. It could be. That's actually right. probably a good approach. So that brings me to the Black Knight story. Because they're using the Dane Whitman Black Knight, which means they're... Uh, Black Knight, for those people that don't know, and I probably know more than I ever should know about one character in my life, but I researched <laughs> it because I wanted to know. The Black Knight was actually several characters over a course of uh, thousands of years. Merlin actually created the sword. Called the Ebony Blade. Uh, called the Ebony Blade, and it was wielded by a knight, and he hid it, and then it was found again and again and again, and it was passed on from person to person. But the problem with the blade is it's cursed. So as powerful as the blade is, it also curses the wielder, and it makes them do bad things over time. So initially, they are heroic, usually, and then they it's a fight. They have an internal conflict quite a bit, uh, and, and quite often lose the internal conflict to wanting to do bad things, bloodlust-type things, stuff like that. I hope they keep that, because I think that's the cool part of the Ebony Blade. It's not just some powerful sword. There's a trade-off with it. And one of my concerns, too, is that I hope they keep the Dane Whitman backstory, which is an interesting backstory because he's like the 
fourth generation removed of Perseus, who was the original guy who held wielded the sword and all sorts of crazy stuff. And if they don't keep that, I don't know. It's going to be... And that's where, like, a lot of people are questioning. There's a lot of a backstory to the Black Knight because there's just so much, the sword and all the stuff behind it. And if you just throw him into the Eternals as a love interest for, for Cersei and there's no other connection, you know what I mean? Like, it's just all of a sudden you've got this guy and you're kind of like, where did he come from? Well, that so could, that's my concern. One of my concerns. Since we're already kind of doing a Black Widow mil- film, film that comes way before everything else in Avengers stuff, what says they don't do that with Black Knight afterwards? Oh, well, they, they could. They a Black Knight film that follows the sword or call it the film called Ebony Blade where it just follows the tracking of the Ebony Blade and how it they could. went from generation to generation. But their schedule's so generation. full. Right. You're talking, you're going to have this character in Eternals. It could. So you need... So you need to explain. You can't just have him in a turn, right? You can't have him just show up without some sort of. They good could also, in theory, if they have the ability to do it, they could throw it into a show for the Disney Plus app. They could, but it's I go possible. back to I go back to actually one of the things I thought of that could be an out for them is he shows up at the end with Cersei, and he's the connection to Earth. So, like when they start mm-hmm. moving towards the Avengers later, you know, maybe he's the the the. How do I put this? He's just like the the speed bump at the end that you go, oh, oh, that's the Black Knight. Okay, well, what does that mean? And they leave a cliffhanger a little bit so that they can pull that back later. You know what I mean? Well, that remember, we might not get very much Black Knight, and that's true because think about how about much Hawkeye. Eternals. Think about how much Hawkeye we got in the first Thor movie. Right, we got Hawkeye, but he was just a silhouette in a right. cage that was going to arrow around. him, and that yeah. was, you know, they just introduced him, and that was it, and they left it. Right. So you you might. You might that's what I'm saying. The, like that. that might be this here. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just enough to whet your appetite of though there's this guy called the Black Knight, but not enough to to do anything with it. Yeah. So I'm excited about it, only in that this could be interesting. I mean it, it could put a new twist on the Eternals. Honestly, I didn't want to see the Eternals. I, I think I even told you guys I might skip this one. Now I'm kinda like, okay, now I gotta go see the Eternals. <laughs> as long as we're talking Marvel movies, did you also hear the rumor that they may introduce Wolverine into the Marvel Universe by doing a Wolverine versus Hulk movie. I heard that. The latest one I was telling my son I read today on Yahoo News, there was a rumor that one of the things they may do to to reintroduce the X-Men into the Marvel Universe is to have an X-Men versus Avengers lineup. And what would basically happen is they would accidentally open up the portal to an Earth where the X-Men were already there and the Avengers assume they're bad. And the, of course, the X Men assume they're bad, and they like fight each other. And then at the end, almost like Avengers One, where they're all like fighting each other, and then they realize, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, we're all on the same side. We've all got our an equal enemy on each side of Earth, and we should go after those. And I thought that was kind of an interesting way to maybe potentially introduce the X Men. Mm, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, either one of those would work for me. I mean, the other one I've heard too is just Deadpool just might cross over. And just be the, be the guy that pulls both of them together, <laughs> which also would work for me too. I mean, there's there's and you cool got to pull Ryan Reynolds in for that. He's really well, got Disney's be. agreed they haven't signed a contract with Reynolds yet, but they have pretty much said publicly on several occasions that they're not going to play with Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool because it's just too, it's too good and it's too popular. And why would they? <laughs> and I'm kind of got to agree with them. On I kind of want like after credit scenes where Deadpool's showing up at major Avenger like. Aftermath, he and could then, be, he, and keep going. Even Come if he's on, not, keep being late, and then doing the time thing he's doing. Even if he's not in every after credit scene, I could totally see him replacing Stan Lee <laughs> as the guy. Isn't it? Right? Like, couldn't you guys see him just uh, being in the background reading a paper or 
And then turn you know, around, wave at the camera. They, they could be doing some sort I of mean, news it, coverage, it, and he's in the background going, it pulls, <laughs> it pulls you out the same amount that Stan Lee used to, used to pull right, you out. Right, that's what I'm thing, saying. So. Like, wouldn't that be funny if yeah. that's I don't, like, he replaces Stan Lee in that regard? I don't know if it would be humorous or seen as a dig. Maybe he puts a Stan Lee wig and stands in the background, just Stan Lee wig, like, looking at the camera. I could totally see him doing it. I, I think I just, it'd be funny, but I also it could be also be seen as It rude. might be too soon. It might yeah. be too soon. <laughs> so we're going to go on to our next topic, uh, which is ironic because we're going to move from Marvel to DC here. Yes. And it's like, I feel Cross like, oh my two. gosh, I'm excited. I'm really... And then uh, I don't want to say I'm not excited. I, I, I find the trailer interesting. So we're going to talk about the trailer for uh, The Joker. It's the latest trailer. I think it's just called Joker. Is it just called Joker? Okay, yeah, it's Joker. Uh, it's the last trailer, right? Before the movie yep, comes out. the movie comes out in October. So we're like um, a couple weeks away. So Joker is played by Joaquin Phoenix. It's eerie how he looks like the Joker at times. And then there's other times where I'm looking at him I'm not quite making that Joker connection that I, I want to make with, with, with him. Right, now, I'm assuming we're seeing this is the supposed to be the creation story of the Joker. Am I yeah, understanding correctly? But here's my thing. Was the Joker ever not made into the Joker by dropping into a vat of chemicals and etc. Because yeah. like that's the impression I'm getting here. He does he did he just went crazy. Well, he not didn't get dropped in a vat of anything or in particular comics I've read that are more of the modern ones, Joker's had three different origin stories. He doesn't even know. It's he was the red hood in the wrong place yeah. at the wrong time, then got thrown in the chemicals. He was a mobster who got his pregnant yeah. wife killed or a comedian who just got into the yeah. bad working of the gang. Yeah, I've heard of all those. That's the thing. Is he's, so, none of, so, so, so there are I, ones where he doesn't thing, get dropped in a vat? I from mean, what I heard, and I don't want to give too much away, but yeah. the reviews of this have been pretty popular. They said the reason this works is because throughout the, when, by the time you get to the end of the movie, you're not even sure if you've seen the truth. Okay. It's almost told from Joker's point of view in ways. It, it's like you start to wonder how much of this actually is psychotic, how much of it isn't. How much is in it's, his head, not much is real. People said it's, it's very Joker in in the way it's filmed and told. It's it's a smart movie. Now, there's some people who are hating it and giving it horrible reviews, but a lot of the ones out of... What did it? It got like an eight-minute standing ovation at the Venice Film Festival. Yeah, I heard something um, about that. Yeah. So it's, it's, pretty, it's doing pretty well. And I still don't get... I can't get over the fact that it has a ton of... Heath Ledger feel. It feels, it like, it feels oh, yeah. like Chicago. It's got the same kind of out-of-date clothes style. It, it almost feels like it could be an origin story for Heath Ledger's Joker. Right. So, I don't know. You know, and it, <laughs> it's funny, because when you talk to everybody who's played a Joker, or had played a Joker, it led every single one of those actors to basically lose their mind. I mean, like, Nicholson talked about he had to step away from acting for quite a bit of time. If you if you pay attention, he didn't do a lot of crazy stories after playing the Joker, and he said he needed, like, years to get his head back on straight. I mean, Heath Ledger, a lot of people have said the reason he committed suicide was the, the character literally drove him insane. What about um, Hamill's Joker? Because I know that was more just a voiceover Joker. I mean, he was but... just a voiceover Joker, and, and I think that's different than when you're actually playing the character and like, you have to almost be psychotic like that. Mm. So, I mean, first off, when I think of Joaquin Phoenix, he could play a psychotic. I mean, like oh, he, was, yeah, he, he was a natural given, kind of like Nicholson <laughs> to me was always a natural. Like when he said he was Jack Nicholson, I was like, yes, like that totally. Uh, oh, but that Joaquin, was the original Joker. Yes. Okay. Sorry, well, Nicholson. not really. Cesar Romero. 
Is the true, true, true. Not the '66 Joker. The <laughs> the Joker of the middle, the, the first nine. Yeah, eighty nine Joker. But you, but, said, you said the original, so uh, right. That's why I had to correct you. But my apologies. I'm sorry. I just find it interesting. I think Cesar Romero. I just hope it doesn't have that mental effect that it seems to have on every other actor that's played the Joker. I mean, like, I, I hope he's he's grounded enough that he can handle it. Uh, I I I. I like the look to an extent. I, I know a lot of people don't like the look of Joaquin Phoenix's like makeup and I all have, that in the end. I was going to say, I have one qualm, and it's the major qualm. Purple suit. He's wearing a red suit. Yeah, it's that not... could change throughout the movie. You never know. And I also say that in the comic books, it wasn't always a purple suit. He wore whatever he wore. You know what I mean? He, in every Joker... version I've seen, he's always wearing a purple shirt, a purple suit, and a green shirt, and a bow tie. I'll show you later. That's not true. Okay. Well. There are versions in the comics that even look a lot like... This um, version here, right? Well, no. Like, uh, what's his name? It's from Suicide Squad. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, there uh, was a Jared ta- Leto. Jared Leto. There, there was a tattooed up Joker right. yep. in the comics. Had it had a big dragon or something on his back yep. and all this stuff. And it he, he looked... That was the one It was like... He was in prison first, right? And then he broke out of Arkham. And uh, I think that I think that's how that one started. Yeah, yeah that one was... Uh, so there's all Part the of the whole Killing Joke over. series and all that, yeah. I don't know. I, I I have mixed feelings about it. My big thing about this is that's kind of depressing. Is if he's good, let's assume Joaquin Phoenix is great, and this is a great Joker film. It doesn't matter. Yeah, where does he's it go? He's not coming back. It doesn't go anywhere. He's not coming back. There's no other Joker anywhere else. I mean, even if fans scream for it, welcome to DC, folks. We don't do it. We don't carry on. We'll we'll cast Jared Leto again. We'll do some other person as Joker, but we won't do Joaquin Phoenix. I just that's the frustrating part, I guess. If it is good, and let's say it it really is like that story we've been looking for for the Joker, it really doesn't matter because yeah. in the end, it's not going to go anywhere, and that's kind of depressing, honestly, when you think about it. Yeah, we were talking before we started recording about. When you think about it, the only people who've got any kind of consistency right now in, in terms of coming back as definite characters are we're getting another um, Wonder Woman yep. with Gal Gadot. Although her name's pronounced differently, I've heard that we pronounce it wrong. But yeah, and we and we still have Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn Har- coming Quinn. out in the new Birds of Prey movie. Right. So you're you got a couple people carrying over a little bit, but then you got Suicide Squad, which is going to have Margot Robbie in it as. Right. As Harlequin, but like everybody else is recast, and it probably has very you're no connection. Completely different people playing characters that were already in the first Suicide Squad Ooh, that don't. Most of them I don't think are coming back though. I think right. they're I think they're all new characters. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But oh, the characters. Yeah, like actual oh, okay. new. I don't okay. think they're recasting Deadshot for an example. Oh, okay. or anything. I think they're literally going to replace everyone except Harlequin. Okay. So, but that's the thing is, it's like. Um, one one other person is Momoa is coming back as Aquaman for Aquaman Two. So is he? As soon as he gets done doing the protest. Mm-hmm. We'll see if we get it. Uh, you will. I mean, he made a lot, he made a lot of money, and he was very popular. So, so. no, which amazes me because I got to be honest with you, it's not still not one of my favorite I superhero I, I movies. Aquaman, Aquaman, yeah. I, I mean, I was sitting down watching it today. I, I know you guys were watching it. it today, but I'm telling you, it it's two hours of my life I can't get back. <laughs> it, I, I was I was actually entertained with it. Really? I'm, I'm saying I'm not. I'm with Gary on this. It's not super bad. It's a little disjointed. It jumps around from place to place, but yeah. it keeps you. We're here now. We're here I'm now. I'm telling you right now, there's a section in the middle you have not gotten to it yet that your mother and I literally We're almost asleep. at the end. Okay. Well, We're I in the not. final battle scene. Okay. I had to pause and wait for Ruth. The middle section where there was no action going on and there was a lot of talk about the past and how this stuff was going to change the future and this and that. All that stuff, your mother and I fell asleep through the whole thing. <laughs> Back when, down when they're in Atlantis and, and they're talking about all the stupid bull 
crud from the past. Uh, it was unnecessary. It was unneeded. And if you knew anything about anything about anything about Aquaman, you didn't need it. And it was. But it was, I didn't know anything about this version of Aquaman. It was about thirty minutes of movie that they could have cut and put something better in. But it's the problem with DC all the time. Right. They, they You're right. A, you introduce a character, they gotta give a stupid backstory on the whole. All and they gotta repeat the backstory the and repeat the, the backstory and repeat the backstory. Because right. if I see. Batman's pearls fall to the freaking ground one more time. Somebody's gonna get. I just want to see Batman and be slapped upside the head. <laughs> Batman and pearls. <laughs> the pearl suit. I think all they should do with Spider-Man is uh, one day he should drop a box of Uncle Ben's rice and be like, oh, and then that's it. <laughs> that's how he comes back into the DCEU. Oh. That would be awesome for a Deadpool Spider-Man team up. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Deadpool drop, 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 drop it. Oh. Or they're just like both in a convenience store, and Deadpool just walks up to the rice. He starts stabbing the box. He's like, <clears throat> "How does this make you feel? Does this bother you at all?" I'm sorry. Is this too soon? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why they don't have us rate movies because they would come out very psychotic in the long run. <clears throat> it would be it'd be extremes. You have really extremely psychotic and crazy. And then the really mild stuff that's just doesn't make no sense. Okay, so what, why would you point at me with the extremely crazy stuff? Uh, I was just kind of doing the spectrum yeah, line. Yeah, right. Sure. Right. Okay, so let's move on to the last thing we wanted to talk about here for our intro, and that was the last... No, it's not the last, right? Because there's supposed to be one more. I think there's going to be one the more. The latest trailer for Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Now, the first thing you'll notice about this trailer is that the first... Half the 30 seconds like, yeah, well, is dedicated to nostalgia. Hey, remember all these great minute things? Minute and a half, I think. Like, yeah, you're only getting really a minute of like new footage, I think, yeah. if that 60 seconds of it. Well, but, they're, they're, they're recapping what you don't know what happened before. That's all. Yeah, if you've been asleep for the last 35 years. Then these random shots are going to tell you everything you need to know. No, they don't tell you well, anything. I, right. <laughs> the way I see it is, and this is towards like the middle of the trailer when Luke starts saying, We've passed on all we've known. So here's what's all we know, and yeah, it's kind of. They, I, I'm telling you right now, it, it's a nostalgia pull. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it, the one has going to have nothing to do with the other. I'm telling you right now, all they're doing is saying, "Here's Luke Skywalker." There's Boba Fett. There's Darth Maul. There's Han Solo. There's Chewbacca. Now you know. No, that's all that it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's red lasers, blue it, it has nothing to do. I guarantee you, it has nothing to do. Yeah, it's you're all, right. We're almost no. a full minute into this two minute, yeah. twenty three second trailer, and, and, and there's nothing. We're still getting shots from previous movies, right? There's nothing new. It's all stuff you've seen. Don't get me wrong. It's all cool stuff, but it's all stuff you've seen. I remember watching this going, are we going to get to a trailer, or is this just going to be... I thought it was actually fan-made when I first saw it. Like... Because I thought, well, and there's no way. We get a minute and 14, and then yeah, we get that's the, the, yeah, that's this Christmas. Christmas. Okay, I have a theory on this whole, whole backstory that they showed. Okay. Go ahead. What's your theory? I was going to say, tell the theory now before we keep going. That every person you saw in that yeah, is going is to have a cameo or whatever in the um, Rise of Skywalker. All right, so okay. let's go through that to see who was in it. Okay. Oh, so they're all going to have cameos. Oh. Then there's quite a... There's quite a few cameos. <laughs> I mean, some of these would make sense. I mean, Luke make makes sense. I, I would. Well, I we're going to get Luke. We're going to get Luke. We know that say, already. We're going to get Carrie Fisher because she's we in know that already. Other footage, but Han um, Solo, Twin Sons, Luke Skywalker, Obi Wan Kenobi. But can you really Obi Wan as a ghost could happen? Mm-hmm. But can you have Leia? an actor who could play that? Three P and R two are going to be there. They're they're probably yeah. set their last film. Chewie will have Chewie. Chewie. Yeah. They, they already got the. Uh, we'll have Walkers. The. 
metal. Vader's helmet. Apparently, well, apparently Hayden Christensen is is. Yeah, believe there's this. rumors. That oh, he's... did we hear about the canceled? We didn't I, mention. I did. It. Yeah, we mm-hmm. can talk Plasma. about that. Yeah, positive. Mm-hmm. So, well, I, what show was it? It was I can't remember the name of the con, but anyway, there was a convention. Where I think there it was, was in a, Las Vegas. I remember. Might correctly. have been. There was a planned panel, yep. a Disney panel that was going to have Ian McDermott and Hayden Christensen both at it. At the panel. At the panel. And everyone was like, why are they doing, you know, people were super excited to hear what this was going to be about. The panel got canceled the day of. They're both at the they're both at the convention. They both could do the panel. Disney canceled the panel. I was just about to say, the important part is Disney called up and canceled the panel and said, you can't do that. That's too much. They were worried about. They literally said, it's too much of a spoiler. So so what did the two, two actors do? Well, you're talking about the Emperor and, and yeah, well, no, no, Darth no, no, Vader. No, 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 no. What did, what did Hayden Christensen and Ian McDermott do? They went to a hospital. Right. Which I oh, thought yeah, was great. Oh, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> that was a really nice yeah. call on their part. I'm glad they did that. Yep. But I did see here... time that, to kill it. I'll agree with you, Eric, because that threw up red flags for me, and I went, wait a minute. They're saying that's a spoiler alert. Then they're implying that we're going to see Vader and the Emperor side by side. Now, maybe they're Force ghosts. Mm-hmm. No, no. But maybe they're alive. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, we go- you say we're going to see Boba Fett in this movie? That's why I'm saying that. I paused here because Boba well, Fett. Just, just go back, go back just a little bit more, a little bit. Okay. Okay. Back to the ceremonies. The ceremony. Oh, back to the ceremony. Yeah, okay. From From New Hope. Yep. All right. Not necessarily this whole thing, but they got the the medallion. Okay. From the ceremony. Yep. So that's why that's there. That's why because they, they did say that's in the movie. Yep. Walkers. Walkers will return. You think that's why that's there? Yep. I think this is because of the Star Destroyer, not necessarily Vader. Although right. Vader's, because th- we see Star Destroyers. Bo- Boba may make an, an appearance, or maybe the Ooh. Mandalorian. Oh, we're all Mandalorian. I get what you're saying there. Okay. Um, Carbon freezing again. Carbon freezing might show up. I could see that. Cloud City. Yoda again. Or Dagobah, even? Yeah. Yeah, maybe a mixture of both. Lando, we know that's confirmed. The Death Star is definitely in there. Maul? Maul? Would Maul be... Well... No, Maul... What, d- if, what if he's leading the Black Sun Syndicate somewhere in the middle no, of the No, Maul dead. died. Obi-Wan killed him. Rebels. Rebels is, is canon. It is. But what did I call back at during Rebels? Right, when she when they, they discovered that you can go back through time and be oh in that vortex exactly. or whatever. Uh, what if Maul's been in that vortex yeah, all Yeah, but time? that's hard because then you got, you're going to put all that into this movie and people may not have seen Rebels. But, but it could still be just a flashback or something. Too. Right. It could be a flashback. Could, or he could be... I still go back to what if they're going to show that you can be a Sith ghost just like yeah. you can be a Jedi I was going to say, what if, what, if the, what if Palpatine pulls in a bunch of previous bad elements to fight the good elements? Right. And you, get a, you, get the, you get that great fight we always want. Wanted. Or I'm sitting here saying, and I've been thinking about this for years. What if Jedi ghosts can fight Sith ghosts? Oh, on like a ghost plane? Yes. Oh, on like a celestial plane fight. Press play. Wouldn't that be cool? Press play. Okay. Sorry, I'm just throwing things out there. Young Obi Wan, Qui Gon, Qui Gon, Shmi, Shmi. And it's not necessary Shmi, but Shmi. And again, again. Didn't see Shmi. All these. You didn't see Shmi. She's there. I saw some, oh, yeah, I'm back saying, of the head, but not necessarily. I think Shmi. it was more Jake Lloyd. We're yeah, going so. to get a Jake Lloyd. It's aimed at him. Yeah. <laughs> right? All those stuff starts right there. You think, <gasps> yeah. you're getting the you think Windows? You think yes. Windows going to survive? I said it right along. Sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. So what's he been doing all this time? Because this isn't even. We're going from the prequels to the regular series to 40 years to now this series. Where's he been? Okay. Just like Obi Wan Kenobi. Who? Who? Did he nearly destroy? Palpatine. Palpatine. Right. Who's coming back? Palpatine. Palpatine. That's why Mason Renew is going to pop up. 
Because he's going to be the one to finish this, the job? With, with one yes. arm. Mm. With a metal arm. Why not? <laughs> I would think with a metal arm. This is a really lot to form. pull in. If it is, but it's, co- it's a cool idea. A very deformed body. So okay. Vader? Uh, yeah, Kylo. Well, now we're We into know it. that. Now we're into the current Rain, stuff. We know we that. We have yeah. all this. And they've also said that there's going to be a Sith versus Sith fight. Ooh. Yeah, it could be the whole race ending thing, though. Fighting Palpatine. Ooh. So we haven't even gotten to the new stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> we haven't gotten to the new that. stuff. See, this right here looks like a celebration. I right. So here's like the rumor the that I've heard is this is the end of the movie. So this this is the first. If you're watching the trailer, it's about a minute fifteen in. They show them coming around the rock, and there's all these people. This is supposed to be, from my understanding, the Ewok celebration at the end of Return of the Jedi. This is the equivalent. My understanding of that. But so that's I, the rumors I've heard. But there's an, also a spoiler I heard on that too. So. Okay. And then this is Leia, older, older Leia. Being re- re- now, this one I thought was interesting because you see all the ships come flying in, right? And and there's some ships on there that you're like, whoa. Okay, because like, obviously there's a Tandem 4, there's a Y-Wing, there's some B-Wings, X-Wings. But there's this weird ship off to the right, and there's been a lot of debate Ooh. about what that ship is. Now, one of the debates is that's the Ghost. Yep. Mm-hmm. The other debate is that that's actually the ship that uh, Kyle Katarn flew. What was that called? The you mean Dash Rendar? Dash Rendar. Yeah. What was that called? The YT seventy two hundred. No, that's the that one. The Outrider. Outrider. Thank you. That that may actually be the Outrider. And the weird thing is, I, I kind of looked it up. When you look at the Outrider and you look at the Ghost, they have almost the same um, look, like shadow to them. Right. So it could be one or the other. Either one, it would be kind of well, cool to see it. Mm. So. Uh, oh yeah, and there's some A wings too. I was gonna say, I saw the A wings. I'm trying to figure out what. Yeah, so that, yeah, there's B wings in there too. B wings, yep. So there's some really cool ships there, and then everybody went crazy over this shot. It's all of the star destroyers in a gigantic row. It makes it look like there's a ton of them. I personally don't think this is an army of star destroyers. I think mm. it's a shipyard. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, they're all just lined up in a ship. They're they're not really functioning or anything. They're just a bunch of dreadnoughts well, that are ready for battle but and, and haven't there, even been, like, and, activated and, yet. And there's another shot that I yeah. saw that had some of the older Star Destroyers. The, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, what if this is old Star Destroyers being melted down no. for the First Order? No, I just think they're sitting in a dry dock somewhere being, you know... What, 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 I, what I think it is is they go and they get these ships, the first, well, the first Order, but the Resistance gets them. Yeah, and uses them. And uses them against, against the, the Empire. That's what I'm thinking, too. Mm-hmm. Which would actually go back to Zahn's book, because right. if you remember in that book, they did that. They stole all the Dreadnoughts and then used them again. So, again, here's Disney raping some stories from some other things, and, which I'm fine with, because it's a cool story. And, that, and that's another thing I've heard, too, is that Thrawn is going to be... Make an appearance. Make an appearance in this? Even though he was in Rebels and they got pulled no. away. And... But he lived through Rebels. That's the mm. thing. What's your opinion of the Red-Eyed 3PO? I, I, first off, I think it's kind of cool. It could be one of two things. I think either he's going undercover. You know what I mean? Like he's going in as a, as a Sith droid to do something. Or it's a possibility maybe he's been compromised and he's got a virus. And he, maybe he, he what he sees is what the uh, the first order sees, right? Like so, they use him as a droid that's a spy. I'm, I don't know. I'm thinking reading a corrupt file because we have mentioned and other trailers of being seeing parts of the Death Star. Maybe they find a file disk about something. What do you think? And he's reading corrupt file. It's a stretch. Anakin's inside him. 
Oh, possessing what? him? What? Possessing him? Yes, because look, look at the, the background. Yeah, it's got a Darth Vader-esque look to it. It does, <laughs> but also when they created Vader, that, that same, same type of uh, emergency room. Type right, that apparatus. Mm. Right. It looks more like the Tatooine hut. So then they show this, this red laser hitting a planet. What do you guys think that is? Death Star. I think it's or so Star, too. Or another Star Killer base. Or a Star base. Killer base that we, you know what I mean? A second one that they, they missed. Re, they remade it. Now, this is the other one that caused a lot of controversy. Ray throws her lightsaber, cuts through a tree. By the way, if you never caught it, there's a remote droid there. Mm-hmm. Okay? I think she was trying to throw it. But it's it. what she has on her hand when she goes to grab the lightsaber. A red sash. A red sash. Now, you guys know what the she's red a sash means. <laughs> no, she's not a cowboy from Tombstone. But do we know what the red sash means to Jedi? Dark Jedi? Turning Jedi. Ooh. A Jedi that is training with both sides of the Force. Is that a slice down her arm? Looks well, like there it. isn't. I think uh, it may be wrapped around, like there is wrapped a, up her hand. Yeah, there is a question about whether she sliced down the arm or... She's wearing a wrap. There seems to be a lot of confusion about that whole scene. Uh, it right. does look like a wrap. But it yeah, looks, it looks like, like a wrap when you do it in slow motion. You see Kylo. He comes out, turns his, his lightsaber on, and then all of a sudden they're on this, what looks like a ship. Now, I I'm think telling it's, part you, of the, it's part of the Death Star. Yeah, I think it's the Death, Death Star, Star yeah. because here's the deal. If you look in the back left-hand yeah, corner, it's one of the turbo lasers, and I think this is part of the trench. Like the old... Right, like the old-style trench, and they're fighting over the old trench. Now... Somebody pointed out, this is like a complete mirror image of the Mustafar fight, right? Because they're yeah. all around lava and they're all around... So now what are they doing? They've got, got you all around water. water, right? So it's the same idea, but now you're you're around water. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I, th- I thought was a valid point to make that, you know, you're not just dealing with a fight. You're dealing with a fight over water. Go back Death two seconds. in the background. I was going to say, go back two seconds. I think we see a bit of the Death Star in the background. It is. This is, this is the planet. Because you have this disc yep. here up here in the top. So it a lot like of people have speculated this is Endor after the Death Star fell onto the moon. So not, not the moon, the actual planet. The planet Endor. of Endor, sorry, yeah. Sorry, that's right. They, the Ewoks the shield on the was on the moon of Endor. Right. Oops. We want to play, yeah. Sorry. And then, of course, this moment that everybody goes freaking bonkers about. Ray comes out. She has a lightsaber that's red. It's, it's a double blade. She flips it open, and it looks like the Darth Maul saber. And, of course, people went crazy, supposedly, at D23 over this. So we have not talked about our speculations on this. What do you guys think is going on here? There's, there's, I'm worried it's going to be, I'd love it to be something I don't expect, but I'm worried it's going to be one of three things. It's going to be, A, Ray actually turns for a little while, B, the Emperor possesses her, or C, we're seeing a scene from uh, a trial not unlike Luke confronting Vader on Dagobah where it's either a vision of her own or Kylo's. Okay. Gary, what do you think it is? I think it's the the last one there because the, the trial the on, on Dagobah. Yeah. But I'm hoping she does turn. I, I, I do. Pref- I prefer what, she don't turn. What do you think it is? Uh, I have to kind of agree with the Dagobah kind of thing but I'm noticing something. Bottom corner of her hand. What's on her finger? Just a ring of some sort, I think. It looks like a red and gold ring. Might Is be. there any red and gold things in the Sith archives? Maybe. Like an object that could be possibly on the Death Star? I I think redemption in the movie... At least, again, these are all theories, right? Like My, my redemption theory is that the Force completely 180s. It's the one thing that has never happened in Star Wars, where the good guy becomes the bad guy, 
And the bad guy redeems himself to become the good guy. Okay. So I think Ray spends so much time training with all of the arts that she actually goes too far and falls into the dark side. And I think Kylo is trying to redeem himself so bad, and I, I, this is my theory, that the guilt of killing his father, even though he didn't show it, is going to bring him back to the light. Now, wouldn't that be a cool... That like, would, I, that would if the in- dynamic totally flipped and they could show you that you could actually 180 on both sides of the Force, and that brings balance to the Force ultimately because good is bad and bad is good. So where does Rise of Skywalker come in on all this? Because the title's got to be important. I think... Mm. Okay. I believe. Go ahead. Okay. This is my whole theory on the whole thing, is that the Jedi Order is done. Right. They don't call Force users Jedi anymore. They're going to call them Skywalkers. Right. We said that before. But how does that tie into all this? Does can I, can think I, Kylo starts a school? So here's, here's no, my no, theory. No, no, no. Can I finish? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. The other thing is, is Ray is going to be a brother to Anakin, born generations apart. Okay. Like a force birth. Yes. The midichlorians. Yep. So we're going to get midichlorians back. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I have a different theory. My, my theory is that when the balance of the force happens, right, these two flip-flop, instead of having Sith and Jedi, because now we've brought it all to balance, every force user, and I'm glad you used that phrase because I was going to use it, becomes a, wa- a Skywalker. Whether you're Jedi Sith, it's not, there's no Jedi Sith anymore, all Force users are now Skywalkers. We're all one. I'm going to throw a real... And bad and evil become... Or bad and good become one. I'm going to throw a real curveball in here. And some of the tweets that Mark Hamill himself has said is that Luke did not die a virgin. I think there's a kid out there that's going to be a Skywalker. That the kid we saw in Canto Bite is Luke's kid that the mother ran off with because he didn't want him being a Jedi. Or raise his kid. The age Maybe. is there. Yep. That's a possibility. Because they've been doing all these tweets where they were joking about uh, Finn being his kid. They used right. to, they yeah, tweeted yeah. back and forth with, hey dad, hey son, and they <laughs> yeah. tweet each other all the time as a joke. I wonder if that was a play on... But I still go back to, I mean, the, his point about the boy is not too far off. Remember, right. he's, got, he's got a six-movie deal. Outside of I'm, I'm, the last that the last movie, I'm he putting did. money down that there's going to be a kid that's a Skywalker and a Luke Skywalker, well, I, not a Anakin. Skywalker. I'm telling you right now, I don't I don't think they're going to touch that, and I'll tell you why. Personally, the kid's got a six six movie contract. Rian Johnson's writing the next trilogy. He threw that in for himself. He needed it. Rian did because I think you're going to have a, a generation of Skywalkers, and then there's going to be a bad. Jedi somewhere that's going to ruin the idea that good and evil can live together happily. I think that kid is the kid that ruins it and becomes dark. So you're saying every kid who has to be like forced to work for their lives and then are a Jedi, they become evil. Because that's the parallel to that and Anakin. No, I'm saying I'm saying that kid is just the source of the next set of movies, the next bad moment. To, to, To tell you who Luke Skywalker's kid is, Mm-hmm. It's going to be Poe Dameron with Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs> it, wouldn't no, no, make, no. it wouldn't make sense a little bit that he's got some Force skills because his piloting abilities yeah. are absolutely amazing. And and remember, they've talked about the fact that, you know, hey, when you pod race, only Force users can do that. What if his piloting abilities are really kind of a show of pod right. racing abilities? Right. I mean, that you got a valid point. Anakin was a hell of a pilot. 
But it as would, was Biggs, and Biggs wasn't a forest user. Big, Biggs wasn't a good pilot because he got killed. Right. He so didn't now, make what? It. What is True. Finn's story arc? What is he going to be? He's, what's his finale? He's. I think he's just a redeemed. I, I don't think there is his enough. whole. His whole story happened. It's already movie. happened. Yeah, it happened. And in now the first he's movie. just. See, I don't like. Now that. he's just part of Some, the resistance. Someone's got to go somewhere. He's an old clone. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a part of the resistance that that is now. Just moves on as part of the resistance. I don't. I don't you know. What I mean, I know what you're saying. He seemed like a big deal in the first movie, but I think his big deal was in that first movie, and we're past that now. The right. Force Awakens okay. took care of that, and I really just think he's well, like the, the last Jedi. He's took, like the Lando mm, of the, the, the group. The, the, the last, the, the last Jedi finished his story because he killed his mom. <laughs> That's really racist. You said it like Lando. No, I'm, I'm not saying he's talking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Notice I did not say he was token. I said he was like Lando. Yes, but I just want to correct myself on that. <laughs> you're going to need to do some editing here. <laughs> yes. Okay, so those are our thoughts on Kit Harrington playing Marvel's Black Knight, our thoughts on the trailer for Joker, and our thoughts on the Star Wars Episode Nine latest trailer. We're still waiting for the final trailer to drop for Episode Nine, so that's coming out yet sometime Probably, soon. I'll bet you not until uh, like Thanksgiving or something. Probably not. I, I think they're going to drop it with like a Super Bowl commercial or something you watch. It's going to be something like that. Well, or no, it has to be before then, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah Thanksgiving pretty pretty. I think it's going to be yeah, some big thing. Yeah. What, what's a big release coming out? This fall, they could attach it to. Well, the Mandalorian. I was gonna say, you have what the, if they tack it on? You know, as a TV commercial, as a TV, as a TV commercial on D twenty three. When does that premiere? November. November seventeenth. Okay. So it could so be. So basically, right? what would happen is, is this ad would constantly play, and Dad's gonna be sitting there going, "Come on!" So either that or playing and rewinding it a lot. Okay, so those are our thoughts on those three subjects. We'd love to hear from you. Head over to galaxycast.com, Let us know. YouTube. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back to talk about Star Wars Resistance. Look, what's that ahead? Are those asteroids? No, they're commercials. We'll be right back. You love her. You cherish her. But let's face it. She's a lot. I can't eat anything here. <laughs> because she's provocative. Because she's magnetic. Because there's always something. There's nobody good here. <laughs> you give her the sun, the moon, and the stars. But for now, give her something to distract her. Cartier presents the diamond-encrusted fidget spinner. 14-karat gold embedded with princess-cut diamonds designed to calm her because she, quote, has anxiety. So fast. You do you and her do that. I'm balancing it. She's vivacious. She's feisty. She told you she's thinking of opening a restaurant. And you're like... I guess. Give her something to focus on, because let's face it, she's been reading The Goldfinch for two years. She litters. She has to take cabs because her Uber rating is so low. When she's around gay men, it's exactly how you think it would be. And you know she's a completely different person with her family. Hi, Daddy. Intriguing. 
addictive, a way to pass the time. I'm talking about the fidget spinner. Hey, can we go? I'm really sick. Hey. Okay. Cartier fidget spinner. Because God, the sex is good. This is Weasel News. Los Santos traffic is so bad that one woman carpools with a dead body. What will it take for you to use public transit? Transit News. When police pulled over a car on the Del Perro freeway, they discovered a decomposing body in the passenger seat, which turned out to be the woman's dead husband. One witness on the scene told reporters, I looked over and the car was full of flies. The woman said she had every intention of burying the body soon, but she wanted a last few days in the carpool lane. The Los Santos Transportation Authority announced a new campaign to encourage people to take public transit. We know many of you feel that only losers take the bus or train in this town, and in many ways that's true. But what will it take for you to leave your car at home and take the bus? What do you want? On-time arrivals? Regular service? Strippers on the buses? Well, we're not doing any of that. The Transit Authority promised a new TV commercial that will turn things around. This was Weasel News. The Force is back. The Rebels won't tire till they see the last of the Empire. And Kenner's there with Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. The next prisoner, Gamorrean Guard. Gladly, Jabba the Hutt. C-3PO, Gamorrean Guard, and Jabba the Hutt place at each soul separately. Mr. Hutt, you've captured my friend. Free him and keep me instead. That's a sorry tale, but this tale make you sorrier. Jabba the Hutt place at another action figures each soul separately from Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection from Kenner. Do you own a business or a podcast? Are you looking for ways to expand the audience you reach? Then Star Productions could help you. Southern Tier Audio Recording Productions started off as a homegrown audio recording company, offering professional recordings for aspiring musicians. It is now a multifunctional business, offering DJ services, recording, and advertising services to those who own businesses and podcasts. Email us at galaxycast at gmail.com with the subject advertising if you are interested. We look forward to creating a professional commercial for you that can be used in this podcast or even at your local radio station. Many have exclaimed that our services are out of this world. Thank you for your patience as we navigated through the promotional tunnel. And now we return to the Galaxy Cast. Hey folks, welcome back to this episode of the Galaxy Cast as we talk about Star Wars Resistance Season 1, Episodes 14, titled The First Order Occupation, and season or Episode 15, titled The New Trooper. Do we want to do them separately or do we want to do them together? Let's do them together. I think we could just kind of group all this together. Let's okay. knock two out of the way. Okay, so... Because really it was all about Yellow Bird Head. <laughs> in a right? two Like between two episodes, all we see is the Yellow Bird Head in almost 
behind the scenes of every shot. Actually, I've decided he probably knows more about what's going on in the Star Wars universe during this time period than any other character, even BB-8. <laughs> He's the spy. <laughs> yeah, right? Why don't they actually... I Why aren't they questioning him? He seems to be in every place in, in all the wrong time. He should be the spy. I well, wonder if they'll actually do that. And he'll that be, actually he'll would be, be funny. He'll as be arrested like, at the end they, or something. They, they took his floor scrubber. <laughs> well, they took his floor scrubber. And then he had to do you to talk about the episode. And then he had to do it by hand. Yeah. And they make and then fun they got of mad that. about him with that. You know? Then he was cleaning up trash, picking it up, and throwing it in a can. And okay, then he so was on the elevator complaining. So for all my friends out there, yes, Hondo, I'm talking to you. Ned, I'm talking to you. Ruben, I'm talking to you. Okay. When you watch this episode again, I want you to go back and watch the episode again and tell me you do not see. <laughs> The blue bro- blues brothers. What did, what, what did they call him? The whipped cream. Head. The whipped cream monster. Yes. <laughs> which who, which who put the who put the whipped cream on their head? Or, or it wasn't whipped cream. It was shaving cream, right? That's what it was. I think it was is, this, is this Blues Brothers two thousand? Yeah, or Blues Brothers two thousand. Oh, never saw that yeah. one. Oh really? Oh my gosh! I gotta show you guys this clip because when you see it, you're gonna look at that yellow character in a completely <laughs> different way. Okay, so if you never seen Blues Brothers two thousand, watch that first. Then go look at the yellow character. If you've never seen Blues Brothers two thousand first. Look at that, and then go watch the blue character because I think it was John Goodman that did did the character. It looks just like uh, as Italian. It's, it. it's awkward, but it looks just like him. Okay, uh, so let's talk a little bit about what was going on between these two episodes. And quite honestly, I really felt like it was an extended story. Don't you guys feel like that over the last two episodes? Uh, even though yeah, because the first the first episodes, one was about the occupation. It's it's basically become about stormtroopers on the on the right, we've got first order now are, are actually there and they're occupying. Uh, in the first episode, Kaz scrambles to help Sonara escape the platform because she's the spy. The, and he likes her. The pirate spy, and of course he likes her. So the First Order sends a continuous stormtroopers he, to hunt down the spy. In his own words, is he didn't like her. He likes the food. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> right. When there's certain um, food that people don't like, but you uh, like it. Oh, shut up. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... I it's think, him. I thought that who's, was... Ow! Who's writing this script going... <laughs> I'm good, yeah. Right? Food, and you mean... Yeah. And I'm not writing the script for Star Wars Resistance, Gary. <laughs> I gotta kind of agree with Gary. There is kind of an Austin-esque feel to it. I mean, uh, I agree with you, Gary. Eric, it's 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 awkward, weird, and, like, not even funny at this point. It's well, beyond, so like, stupid. Kaz it's, has not evolved as a character. He's still overly cocky over everything he does, Distantless, doesn't listen to what anyone tells him, bumbles around, gets into trouble... And like, how many times did he bump into crates and knock things? It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a running joke. I get it. It wasn't funny the first time. It wasn't right. funny five times later or whatever. Right. The joke didn't work because well, Kaz is annoying. What do you guys think about this idea that all of a sudden the first order comes and they're just like cracking down and everything suddenly changes? Uh, and... Republic to Empire esque. Well, I almost want to say it definitely has a Nazi Germany feel, don't you think? Yeah, they're totally, to they're totally playing off the idea of, and they right to the point where they even said it. Right. You get more security and safety by giving up your freedoms, and the one girl kind of sides with it. She feels safer. Obviously, it's supposed to be the argument counterpoint that people disagree on how much security and how much freedom is worth it. That actually, that line I think but, comes in the new trooper because they're talking about it at the table right yeah, before yeah. all that stuff happens. So. It's, it's trying to almost tread the line of political. I was about to say, I felt like the episode was slightly politicized. 
by using that line yeah. in the episode. Like, if it had been just there and nobody had said anything about it, you could have kind of let it slip and not really worry about the politics of it. But I kind of felt like they deliberately inserted the politics into it a little bit by throwing that line in. Oh, yeah. Into yeah. a yeah. kid's show on Disney. I give you that, but you also got to remember they do know adults are watching it. They're not stupid. They're pretty. I get you know. this, but well, that's, remember, that's Star, what I'm upset about. Star Wars was supposed to be a movie for kids, and you know, 20 minutes into it, you get a scene where they talk about the Galactic Senate being disbanded right, and right. the senators and this and that, and it, it's yeah, all politics about for like politics 10 minutes of it. Yeah. So, so even though you know, it's even though it's meant for kids, we know it's also marketed to it. It's it's like. I call it the Looney Tunes effect. It's where it's marketed to kids, but really intended for adults. Oh, yeah, adults get the You know, kind of get, they get it more than the kids do. <laughs> I but, just, I mean, there, there definitely was that political tank to it. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's where it's kind of like, leave that at home. Don't bring it to your show. To but I think that's the whole point of Star Wars, is to talk about... Remember, the Empire, okay, everything's from a certain point of view. I'm sorry, i got to start no, pulling that I, one out. You're fine, okay? I get it. I so get the, the Empire, point. from different points of view, means different things. To certain people, as, as she brought up, it's security. It's the idea that, hey, if you've got a lot of force there and people controlling things, there's a sense of security about it. But as somebody else pointed out, when you do that, you take people's freedoms away. And there is a give and take and an ebb and right. flow to security and freedom and how the two things play together. But I still say... There's a time and place for that kind of stuff to be inserted in the show, and this did not feel organic. Ironically, this is the one time I felt like it was okay. Yeah, okay. I, Personally, I, I, I don't. Was, I don't. It didn't take me out of it. I just thought it was okay. Well, if you go back to the a New Hope, you got the rebellion and you got the Nazi Germany. So yeah. that's what it's all about. Right. It was all, yeah. it was all, all political right from the get go. Yeah, but it's also historically kind of based because it's, it's essential. Essentially, like Nazi Germany versus American freedom. Okay, you, you didn't see any of that in this episode. I saw bits of it, but also the way you, arguments were made. What, what I saw in this episode was uh, Black Lives Matter against cops. I kind of that's, saw that that's too. That's what there, I was yeah. getting out of it too, and that might be just because of what's going on at the current time. Layered with this, just too much all at once. That's the way the stories work, though. Yeah. Is they reflect your current time right. period. You'll someone twenty years right, from now because when you watch tell a political. And, Piece yeah. it always reflects what's going on at the time. Yeah. I absolutely people agree with people you. bring their own things to it. Like I, 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 I still think fifty years from now, Star Trek's going to be viewed differently than it was when it came out. Right. Because oh, at the yeah. time, yeah. it was definitely reflecting the stories of whatever's going on in the sixties. I mean, it's viewed different now. You've talked about that. Some of the things make no sense to you, and yeah. I have, I've had to tell you about what was going on in I the sixties to make it make sense to you. When watching original Star Trek, I had to keep reminding myself why I'm like. Aurora's never talking. She's always in the back desk. Oh, wait. <laughs> Women's rights. I'm not really... And, and I told you, just the simple fact that she was on set was a big deal on at top the time. Of it, she, on top of it, African-American <clears throat> rights as well on that situation. Right. The so first kinda... interracial kiss on TV I had got Star Correct. Trek. I had it was on Star Trek. Hard. Yep. They really, they really were pushing boundaries. They, they the broke... Season yeah. two or season three? I don't remember. The original, I know it's original series. That's much I know. I haven't gotten it. Okay, well, so... It's got to be two because I don't think there were three seasons. Correct. Right. So there's only two. Okay. So, what would you guys think about the idea that Doza kind of gave up control to Captain Pyre? I mean, Commander well, Pyre. Do Doza is an idiot because he's like, oh, I can give this to them and I'll just say I can take it away later. It's right. my station and all these things. He, to believe that, is ridiculously naive because it's very clear by the end of the second episode 
He's kicked out of his own office. Right. So they can have a meeting. Power. He no, it's it's he's lost power there now. They've come in and they're taking control. And it's like he's supposed to be a leader who's built this. Right. You know, I'd think he'd be a lot smarter. Oh, you would think. But yeah. there, there have kinda, been dumber leaders in the world too who've yeah. done the same thing. You know? I feel like they paint they paint this story with very broad brush strokes. Yes. There's a lot of very gen- general things that happen that kind of just lead to the next thing and these characters don't have the depth that they should. You know, Doza is the conflicted leader who wants to protect his base but, you know, and my family's here and it's like that's it. That's his character trait and they don't go anywhere else with it. And Kaz is the bumbling, you know, smart aleck thinks he knows it all, constantly <laughs> learning a lesson, but only to be the same next week and doesn't advance at all. And and then you have it's they're all they're all character tropes that aren't evolving, and that's who's, why I'm who's the green guy on the show? Proves how much uh, I have one. Oh, Niku, Niku. <laughs> and, and Niku's a psychopath. Just yeah, he's, he's the, the only one. He's the only one who's evolving <laughs> because he's turning into a psychopath. Well, I mean, he went from being bumbling idiot to complete psychopath. Yeah. Now, like, hey, bring the first order into our bay. Great idea. I'm like, wait, what? I'm going to shock this person right. Right. into unconsciousness. Right. Just I, let me help you get back to sheep. The crazy, <laughs> the crazy things he's doing, and like the almost with like, I want to say he's completely oblivious to the things he's doing, like the effects of them. I would love for the last episode, Niku to suddenly start talking normal, and he's the spy. <laughs> yeah, all a, or all he was a act. first order spy. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. all an act. That'd be so awesome if they would be that big. So cool. but he, he snokes by. <laughs> so, so going back to the first episode, we'll get to the second one in a second. What about the idea how they got rid of Sonara? The idea that there's these escape pods at the bottom of the ship well, in the be, ocean. There happened to be one left. What, so first off, my first question is, what the heck happened to the rest of the escape pods? What, uh, where did they go? When that giant sea monster appeared a couple episodes back, a whole bunch of people went, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, I get, and then yeah, I'll see yeah, you thinking, that okay. doesn't make me feel safe if there's not how, enough escape pods. How for stupid is the first order? If the first thing they don't do when they get there, when they want to keep people, is, is go down all and, gar- and guard that area or, or lock, something. Lock, you know, lock it off. Pods. It's like Heck it, it seems I like would have ejected every escape yeah. pod. Then you don't have to worry about it. They're and, gone. Bye bye. And this whole episode is a, a series of people running around. You know, Kaz constantly like listening in on her and just behind her, and should have been seen ten times and walking into a wall and making too much noise. Or, or, we, crates, or we need some sort of a distraction. Okay. Psh, and he's, let's <laughs> yeah, Nico, up, and then just starts running, ah! screaming. It. it it, and it was a bunch of just running over. Stormtroopers couldn't stop anything. Or hit anything. Oh my anything. god, there's two people trying to run from you. You'd think you could shut that down. <laughs> and they get even stupider in the second episode. Although but, I will give them credit. In this episode, the one thing they did right, when they knocked the Stormtroopers... Oh no, that's the next episode. We'll okay. get to that okay. one. Okay. I'll talk about that one. That one had some things where I was like, okay, they got some things right on it. The, well, I kinda this like, one I thought was completely ridiculous. The, the only problem I had with this episode is they got rid of the only character that was interesting. Sonara. Right. Yeah. She I was a conflicted. You know, she she changed. Think about how much she changed from in from the, the couple episodes we saw her. Right. She she's someone who is kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I actually wanted her to become part of the resistance. You know what I mean? Like I wanted her to. Join. I think we're going to get more of her from the pirate side. Now. I think she's not going to be happy with what the pirates do. I, I think, think so? I, f- I have a feeling that Kaz got to her is the whole point. Yeah, I kind of got that from the ending and then getting hit with the door. And then maybe the later on when when they need the pirates the most, she talks to the pirates and then maybe help. They might come and help because yeah. they got betrayed by the first order now. So right. now they're like mad at the first order. So right. it's yeah. So that it could go the other, swing the other way. I get yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> 
So the second episode is the one that was just like, what is going on? It, 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 was, well, a, it was a bumbling slapstick comedy. I was going to say, both of these episodes felt like a Looney Tunes cartoon that just had a Star Wars face. Again, I almost wonder if you took the Benny Hill theme and muted the episode and just played it while you played the episode as the sound, if it would actually look much sound much better when it's all suddenly done. Well, let's start off with the way the Stormtrooper tries to kidnap or take the kids and gets knocked out right. by slipping on a flying shrimp. Yes. <laughs> and banging his head into a railing. Well, first off, for everybody who didn't know, like there were these stupid creatures that all through like these last two episodes. They look like fish with wings. No, I'm sorry. They look like a shrimp with wings. Uh, so when you watch like it, catfish. tell me that it doesn't look like a shrimp with wings. Well, it does. It has the bendy tail and the right. legs on the bottom. Yep, I'm telling you. It just looks like a shrimp with wings. And the fact that they're fishing for them in the air, which I was, like, slightly confused Brings a new by. meaning to fly fishing. Right. <laughs> we also and haven't seen these at all until, until these two episodes. Two episodes all and now all of a sudden they're like, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You turn the episode on, the first thing you see across the screen. I know what it is. It's a loath flying fish. <laughs> it is a loath flying fish. Yes. Actually, it's, it's from Lothal, but it got moved here. It's a, a baby of the space whales, but it can't <laughs> travel by light there speed. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a loath shrimp. There we go. That's what it is. It's a loath shrimp. Yeah. It's not. Well, they're not on. It. What is this planet's name again? Oh, I don't even know. We don't care. <laughs> I've never paid attention to that. It's a colossal shrimp. <laughs> yeah. So it's so it's, it's not native to the the planet, so it's a, uh, it's a. It's a parasite. <laughs> they're, they're shrimping, and they catch a couple shrimps. And you're right. The one thing that knocks a stormtrooper out is sliding one under his foot, because yeah. apparently there's no treads on their, their boots well, at all. Well, well, that's because Bubba was throwing the shrimp at him. <laughs> Bubba right. Bubba Shrimp Company. <laughs> and as if that's not bad enough, apparently the helmet doesn't protect your head at all, either. <laughs> you can hit a pole and knock yourself out, and that's all So good. here's my next question. These two little kids... Yeah. Somehow move this stormtrooper and hide him <laughs> right in a, in a bay somewhere in a door behind a door. It's like how did they do that? The, the, the same way Kaz was able to grab hold of his foot and, pu- and pull him out of that, that room. <laughs> yeah, right. Stunk. Well, my Stunk. Favorite, my still my favorite point of the episode was when they're carrying the guy without the armor on, <laughs> and one guy's got his legs and BB-8's got his like upper body, yeah. and it just looked like a, like a like I was he's like, all what? bendy and he's all bent up and crap. Oh, like, I love that the guys. I wanted to okay? say when he came to, he's got to be sitting there going. Why does my back hurt? Why is there an antenna up my rear end right now? Like, what the heck? You know, like it's just it's got me a bad. The day. best one, one of the best things that Niku Niku did was uh, he wakes up after getting knocked out the second time by the by Niku, and uh, he's dazed around. And he's like, "Well, I feel tired. Let me put you back to sleep." And just zaps him in the back and knocks him back out. <laughs> And that, you know that's where you like start to see the the psycho side of Niku th- show through. Like he knocks first off, he didn't knock him out for the first time, right? The the girl hit him with the yeah. wrench. No, no, first. no, it was Niku who hit the wrench because he said Niku so hit so knocked him out both times. Yeah, Niku okay, so we have seen Niku's completely psycho up. side. <laughs> like Niku's done nothing violent until this episode. Hey, Megatron. Oh, then the, then we got that stupid scene where they tell Niku she needs to get away, and they spend about a minute and a half. Of them standing in a hallway with Nika going, well, you could, no, but maybe, no, no. and, the, you know, and not understanding them and all that. It was like, I, again, I know they're trying to go for comedy, but whoever's writing this does not have a sense of comedic timing. No. It didn't work. It was just dead 
video for like a minute. And, and part of me sits here and says, even if it's a kid, they don't get kids comedy because kids don't laugh no. at stupid stuff like that. That's not even dad they, slapstick humor anymore. They take the pillow, they wrap it around their face and scream. That's really the yeah. answer for that entire five seconds of airtime. You know, one of the things that was kind of upset about was we saw the Teenage Mutant uh, Elderly Turtles again. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Right? The, the Senior Citizen. The senior yeah, Citizen Turtles that so Gary loves here seeing. But they played, like, no role in this episode. Stood in the like, doorway. Why, why were they there? Like, you could have actually used them. Like, I actually think they could have been a nice tool to use, maybe to add some sort of depth to the story, but they decided, nah. We don't need to do that. The comedy's already great. It's all good. <laughs> so then, Kaz has this brilliant idea. Tell me this isn't genius. I'll put on the uniform. No one's gonna know I'm not a stormtrooper, even though I don't know any of their codes or communications or schedules or where I'm supposed to be. And I'll just wander the station until I happen to find out information right. that I can erase. What? It, yeah. It makes it only makes sense again on a kids' show, not thought through level. And it's, when you're when you're going and oh you do a report well you see uh we did some bad things sir and you know like like <laughs> we didn't win because we lost <laughs> like I, if I were Commander Pyre I wouldn't have even tried to have him redone I would have been like throw this trooper over the side he's done <laughs> throw him overboard <laughs> he's broken we can't fix this one kill him well that's like the thing they're gonna reprogram him so now I'm like okay now we're Winter Soldier we're reprogramming people White yeah but did minds. you pay did you not pay attention during the Force Awakens that's what they do to people. That's oh. how they created their soldiers. Oh, I thought it was cloning process. No, that's why Finn was the way Finn was. They reprogram mm. people, but the thing they admitted to in the movie is the pro reprogramming's not like the clones, where it stays with them their entire life, and they keep having to redo it every once in a while. Isn't that what Phasma says to him? A report right, to somewhere report for, for re reprogramming, right. or something like that? So, and, and, and they it, talk it, about it a and, little and bit. And that's why, that's why Kylo turns to Hux and says, maybe we should clone an army again. Uh, okay. Right, okay. because okay. they're taking normal people and they're programming them to okay. be First Order troopers. Well, either way, I just kind of felt like, okay, we're doing Winter Soldier thing, okay. And so this chase scene ensues. We're running through hallways again. He's running in trying to call people. Where the stormtroopers aren't shooting. They took a couple shots. They took a few shots, but they missed. But, again, I go back to your thing about blocking, right? This whole episode from, Both from of these point episodes. A to point B, and all the way to point ZXYZ at the end, the blocking was awful. Sometimes I kind of felt like the, correct me if I'm wrong, art person, the forced perspective in the drawings sometimes were really off too. Am I am I wrong? It now? was a little weird. It was I mean it was the camera angle. So the camera shows. was in the wrong spot. Like it it wasn't covering what was actually going on, which was really weird. It's a cartoon. You know where the camera is because you're like drawing someone, towards it. It's know? like someone was trying to be creative in their filming, but isn't a cinematographer, so it right. got weird. Like they don't understand how film works, <laughs> and they decided to draw it that way. And then there's the weird moment. Maybe the only good comedic moment the whole time where the First Order troopers walk down the hallway and Tora looks out the door <laughs> and one trooper stops and goes, eh, you know, and waves to her and she's kind of like, huh? Like, and of course she doesn't know right. that it's, 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 it's yeah. has, but, but that's going into the meeting where it's like, okay, we're now going to take over this base. Actually, I More think, are I, think the, I think my favorite comedic moment out of all of these was when Niku popped up out of the floor and he goes, Kaz goes, I could kiss you. And Niku goes, I'm sorry, Kaz. I, I don't, don't feel, feel the same way about, about you. you. 
That one actually, I was kind of like, eh, okay. Which I go back to too. Okay, uh, go ahead. Big, so good, great. Big, big yellow head chicken gag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, he was the best running it. gag. He was yeah. the best <laughs> running gag. Yeah, I'll give you that. He was the. He literally was the only part of the episode that I got. I enjoyed. Yeah. Like every time I saw him appear, I'm like, okay, what's gonna happen? I got interested. That was actually the yeah. one thing that kept me awake. <laughs> like I was like, where are they gonna use him next? So we get to the first episode where he's cleaned the floor with the floor cleaner because we forgot to mention it. And they come and take us floor cleaner we away. Did, we did mention oh, it. Oh, I thought... Oh, sorry. I mentioned it. So... Uh, I mentioned it. the trash can. Yeah, you okay, mentioned... Okay, okay. I didn't follow. The so, elevator. So I, I want to know... There was no subtitles. I want to know what he was saying in that <laughs> elevator. He was complaining about something. You might not want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to point out, though, in, in this episode, and a little bit the last one, but most of this episode, why do they never, ever, ever check the floorboards in anything anymore. I mean, seriously, you would have thought after the Millennium Falcon incident, what, two or three times over now, between Wrath Tars and the Millennium Falcon, that you'd be you checking floorboards would... everywhere. But no, we leave the floorboards be because that's where the good guys hang out. That's yeah. what they do. I was going to say, yeah. you'd think with all the things that happened in Clone Wars where that's up in the air ducts and down into the floor... Somebody would have figured that out as a smuggler's secret. <laughs> I've already decided if I were to ever take over a city, like to attack a city, right, I'd start in the sewers. Because <laughs> everybody runs to the sewers have, in every movie you fun. ever watch, right? Have fun with that. Well, I mean, come on, <laughs> wouldn't you? Like, I, attack well, the sewers no, first and then come up. Here's what the first Because order... they have nowhere to go. Yeah. Here's but, what you have to do if you're the villain. But, but first of all, there, Bob... When you start going into the sewers, you gotta fight the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> this is true, but I'm saying. And you're gonna lose. Ninja if you, if you, you're gonna lose. <laughs> unless, unless you bring a bunch of pizza with you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say, if you can beat Splinter and the Ninja Turtles, the rest of it's easy. So, the, so these are actually the, the senior alien engineer turtles. <laughs> yes, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. If, we, if we have to name them. <laughs> senior alien engineer turtles. Senior alien engineer turtles. Oh my Star goodness. Star power! <laughs> now, when you do your drawing contest, I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably be the only one that knows what I'm talking about. I know, I'll be sitting there going, no one gets this reference. <laughs> Go listen to Galaxy episode number... 232. 232. <laughs> and you'll get it. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Was there we, anything we haven't really redeemable even talked about, about the stories? I was about to say, was there anything redeemable about this story at all in, in New Trooper no. at all? I mean, everything everything was so heavy-handed. Their storytelling yeah. methods are, and I know people are going to say, "Well, it's aimed at kids." You can tell better stories than this. Shows like, you know, Avatar: The Last Airbender and oh, other things. You know, they prove that you can do. Serious storytelling. Ben 10 Alien Force. I mean, when you look at some of these shows, they have. I mean, even things like Steven Universe that has this long running storyline that has all these people following it and stuff. There's there's stuff out there that. Or or Gravity Falls. I I was going to say, Gravity Falls or. uh, You could compare it to some portions of Clone Wars. Some episodes of Clone Wars. Well, Clone Wars was decent. Clone Clone Wars was the last good animated show we had. Right. Rebels was like. eh, Hit or miss. Hit or miss, mostly miss. And then. Now we're getting to this, which is like, I'm struggling to find All good episodes. <laughs> yeah. It's just not good. Well, I was about to say, the other show that, that had pretty decent <laughs> storytelling, is, and it's crazy, but you'll agree, Gary, is Rick and Morty, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's intended for kids, but it... No, it's it no that's not intended for kids. For kids. kids. No. That's intended for adults. <laughs> well, I'm telling you right now, kids watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah, but the fact that they like, shouldn't. half the things Rick says are beeped out. <laughs> uh, Morty, Morty, I can't be... Uh, uh, Morty, you gotta listen to me. Oh, jeez, Rick. 
That's a really good voice. <laughs> I've been watching the show a lot lately. I, my favorite part, though, I just saw the episode. Show me what you've got. <laughs> music no, flying yeah. heads. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. There's nothing really to talk about story-wise. That's why I really haven't brought it up all that well, much. Here's the entire story. There's nothing uh, to say. He helps, what's her name? Uh, escape. Escape, who's a pirate. Sonara. Sonara, after some running around. And not, there's no consequences because none of the stormtroopers catch any of the people involved. And in the second episode, they torture, knock out multiple times, and transport around a clone a, or a stormtrooper. Learn a little bit of information: the fact that the first order is going to send entire garrisons or whatever to the to the Colossus. And again, no consequences; don't get caught, and that's how it ends. Right. So it's like that's it. I just summed up an hour's worth of storytelling. That could have been done in ten minutes of any any episode. Everything was comedic, badly done filler. Now, now that's his point of view. My point of view is that the First Order does not like janitors. <laughs> they don't. You're right. Bird-headed janitors just or, take or them off. At least they feel like they can clean the floors better themselves because they take your floor machine and use it. So. They took it away from them. That's all it was. You want to do it? Use a scrub brush. Here you go. Okay, so I hate to say it, we got to rate this one. So zeros and don't bother, tens and must see. Do we want to do both of them together? Yes. As one you rating? want one giant score? Yes. Yeah, because okay. they're kind of connected. You can make the... Okay, all right. I, I, I'll, I'll go first. Go ahead, Gary. I give it a five, and only a five, because of the bird-headed guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's in it. five scenes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. All right. I was actually going to get, dude, I was going to give it a three. I was with Dad on that. I was saying three because, quite honestly, there's not a lot. I I, I was sitting there thinking in my head going, what are some of the good things that happen? I could only count three good things that really happened. And that was, we we finally get a chance to see Sonara be forced in a position where she's got to make a decision. And she decides to take off and go join the pirates. I hated to see her go, but... I mean, at least she had to deal with that issue. So that, that was one positive I saw. The second positive I saw was we finally heard a Stormtrooper helmet get hit and not hear a punching sound, but an actual metallic, like, Bunk. wow, they thunked a helmet sound. So for once, thank you, sound guy. You got it right. You're probably the only one that's done it in the last, what, six years of Star Wars cartoons, <laughs> which I've never understood. Oh, and even Rogue One. Right, all the way back to Rogue One. You're right. Uh, the only, the third, and Gary brought it up, the third one was the, the chicken <laughs> dude. Like, I was, you know, he was interesting. There were little things like that that kept me, but that's the weird thing. It was the background stuff that kept me interested. I could care less about Kaz, Niku, any of those characters at this point. I, if the whole platform blew up right now... Dan would sit there watching they the embers. danced on the bodies of everybody there. I'd kind of be like, okay, the show's over. Let's move on. I, I, I would I, not be upset in any way. I, I would for for the the, the, the chicken bird. The chicken game. bird, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We My all, only hope there is that maybe all the way back from Rebels, the uh, one A-wing pilot would show up with the spiders that would come up out of the ground. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. That too. would be awesome, right? Like they won the day. That's yeah. how he wins. Yeah. So Eric, that's how, how that's how this this series needs to end on <laughs> season two. <laughs> is Platform explodes, bodies in the water, smoking rubble, and the bird a lone ship flying away, cut to inside, it's the Birdman, takes off his mask, hits a button, a hologram of Snoke appears, and Birdman goes, 
it's done. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Credits roll. It's finished that's show. That's a wrap. And everybody else goes, holy crap. <laughs> it was that guy all along. I, I'm also a three. Okay. The, the episodes, like I said, I, in two sentences, conveyed all the story they told. And everything else was just childish filler. It was badly plotted. It was badly timed humor. It was horrible action and visuals and uh, choreography. The the visuals of the the animation, I like. I want to see the animation more. Yeah, I, I agree like with you it. there, yeah. I, it's got texture. It's got some cool things. The water looked great. Yeah, really the ships are neat. Some, but yeah. heck, I, what happened to the aces? The aces were going to be so important to this right, show. All those characters and all these things. And do we know anything about the guy who used to be a TIE pilot? Nope. Nothing. We're 14 episodes in. I don't know anything about the Aces, which is the important part of this racing platform show. It really just... It, it feels meandering. It's like every week they figure out, oh, here's where we're going to go next. They don't have a plan. And, to top it all off, we finally realized what the big First Order's plan is. We were hoping something cool was going to be happening. Yeah, oh, right. the, the platform's got some important thing. There's cloning under it. There's something. No. It'll be a good stopping point for refueling. Fuel. <laughs> there Yet again, you go. It's back to fuel. We are strategically important because of our location. Not the fact that, oh, there's an entire planet here. They could do it on the other side of the planet and just right. ignore the platform. No, it's this platform is extremely important for refueling. It's again, it's horrible. It's just, they're not thinking it through. They don't want to waste the money building a platform, so they right. just take over the one. I'm actually so, going with the two. Okay. The plot can be summed up very simply into two sentences, very similar to Eric. I swear you could throw three Stooges sound effects of them running away during the running sequences. I really seriously want to do a dub of that just to watch it. Um, aside from that, the plot was very boring, except for one thing that saves it from being a one, the Birdman. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was thinking about this as we were all talking. The, a lot of my friends were saying, oh, it gets better towards the end. I'm depressed. I'm starting to wonder about my friends. <laughs> like, do I need some new friends? Yes. So, like, the ones who were watching this saying, and it was getting better towards the end, I'm going, where? When? Which I, I was going like, to say, we're getting towards the end. There's four to go, five I like, to go. I like and how... And I'm still sitting here going... Wait, where's the good part? The, I still haven't run into the it. Stormtrooper said there was an uprising on the platform, and it was six characters throwing fruit at them in a semicircle. Right, that was an and, uprising. And they stood there shouting back at them, and eventually stunned a couple. Of also, them. curious question: Why wouldn't the fruit explode and stain the helmets of the troopers? No, no. That's really your argument right now. That's your concern. I have so many. When other, the plot I'm is sorry. that boring. I'm sorry, I have so many other concerns. That's like a non... Okay. You know. uh, awesome. The guy hit his head on a railing. <laughs> right. He knocked, got himself knocked out. How is a fruit going to explode on that helmet? Right. Because it hits it and just goes splat. I go back to it. It's a military helmet. It's doing him a lot of good. Think about how many stormtroopers got... We saw at least four times stormtroopers get knocked out by getting hit on their helmets. Right. No, no. There was the first guy hitting the railing. There were the two who were chasing after Kaz... And yes. then uh, the pirate girl knocked them both out from behind. Yep. And I then the there was the, the 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 same stormtrooper who hit his head getting knocked out by Niku with the wrench from a hit, single hit in the closet. It's four times you hit them on the head, they knock so out. So really what's happening here is they have a wrench control problem instead of a gun control <laughs> that's problem. True. That's true. But yeah. but 
the First Order helmets suck worse than the Stormtrooper helmets. You're right. <laughs> because the guy hit his head in the Death Star, and he kept on walking. Yeah, he was okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Although I am very seriously concerned about that First Order Trooper. He definitely showed signs of uh, either post-traumatic stress disorder, which he might be part of, or he might actually have a concussion. Uh, and, as a and, and he was tired, and you definitely don't let somebody fall asleep when they've got a concussion. I was kind of disappointed. Uh, uh, but apparently, I was going to say, apparently stunning them is an answer, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I can't believe we're talking about it this way, but this is the way we're going to end the episode. So, so what's the next so, episode we got to listen to, or what? <laughs> we're going to listen to, through our eyes, the core problem. We have the core problem, the disappeared descent, and then the finale, two-part finale so, of No Escape. So the core problem is going to be about fuel for the core. The disappear is going to be about the fuel that disappeared from the from the loading docks. And the descent, descent is going to be... Descent down into the fuel. Into the, to find the fuel. And then No Escape Part 1 and Part 2 is how we feel about this damn show. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, there's no escape because we have no fuel. <laughs> Exactly. The, the the station's out of fuel. No one can escape. Guys, can I make you all feel better? I mean, seriously, as we go into our fall, doing our recording, I want to make you all feel better. The Mandalorian is around the corner. Yes, and that's what we're reviewing. That's what we're reviewing. Bob, all I got to say is, is you guys are finally seeing what I saw <laughs> what? episodes ago. Oh, I saw it, too. I was. <laughs> what episode did you call I, it? We just had it. Can I just episode? say this for a minute? I, Gary, I saw it, too, but I was trying... Like, I was trying to be optimistic. I'm being serious here. Like, I saw it too, but I was kind of like, I'm going to try to be optimistic. I'm going to try to be optimistic. And as we went on, I was kind of like, I'm less optimistic. I'm less optimistic. It's so clear that they, how poorly this is being done. But the fact that they've announced, oh, we're having a season two, and that's their last season. They've announced it already. This show's only a two-season show. Even Rebels made it, what, four? Four. Yeah. So Four it's seasons. like this. This show is like two and done. It's we're not liking it. It's not working. We're out of here. Well, I also think too the Disney Plus app has made their decisions a little different. You know what I mean? Like, I think sinking money into something like this just doesn't make sense for no. Disney at this point. I was, I'm going to sink a nickel in this, this show. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I can't believe we've sunk as much money into it as we have. But there, there, there's got to be some executive in the boardroom saying, "What is this crap? <laughs> Why are we putting it out there?" Yeah, what I is agree. this crap? I yep. want to. I don't know if we can look them up. I want to see the ratings for episode to episode. I feel like well, it's going to start okay, really high in the beginning and distract. The off. site we were just looking at that described them yeah. gave the second episode. The one about the stormtrooper, a nine point five out of ten. But there were only four reviews. Yeah, only four votes. And it's going to be one of them's Filoni. <laughs> the first one was nine point three. Two, two of them are Kathleen Kennedy coming in from different accounts. And the other one's the Birdman. He's actually <laughs> the other one's the guy who voices Birdman because he wants a job. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I finally am on the screen. Okay, we should wrap this one up before it gets too ugly. So that's what we thought about these two episodes of Star Wars Resistance. Head over to our Facebook page and our Twitter account and find us on YouTube or findgalaxycast.com. Let us know what you think. And just remember, we didn't write these episodes. That's Disney and Filoni. So don't blame us. We blame them. (laughs) So, as we like to say here at the Star Production Studios, May may the the Force be with those who listen and I kill her to leave. To shit her, shit her, boy. Sorry, I ran out of fuel. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this show. Were it not for you, our loyal listeners, this show would not exist. 
We appreciate your time and want to hear from all of you, since our podcast is by fans and for fans. Head on over to our website at galaxycast.com to find out more about our show. Write to the show by sending an email to galaxycast at gmail.com. If you have something positive to say, use the subject line, We like and use a show. If you have a complaint, make your subject line, You've failed me for the last time. And look for the GalaxyCast on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and other media soon to come. Carry on, wayward travelers. Warp Factor 2. First star to the left, straight on till morning. <laughs>